Musical, the musical intro today. Musical intro, here we go. Get it, I'll sing. Couple of boys sitting on a beach with the podcast. Jake was drinking tea, Matt had a plaid shirt, and Ren had Peter 42. Well, Nico played the pan hand. It's just chill vibes with this thing only. It is. It's <laughs> put me in a Welcome mood. Welcome to now. Jamaica, man. Yeah. I wonder if that would work as a frisbee. Yes, it would. Yeah. Definitely. I'm sure it would. And a murder device. Wow. Make a really pleasant sound as you hit somebody with it. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually. <laughs> should we try that right now? Should we try yeah, it yeah. live? Live on the quarter cast, we throw Nico's handpan at an unsuspecting Wren with <laughs> microphones up close to see what it sounds like. It would be such a soothing death for you, though, you know, out of everything. It would be the chillest death. Okay, the chillest can, death. can you talk about the thing that I told you not to do that you were t- contemplating that uh-huh. could kill you? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, because I haven't decided if I'm not going to do that yet. Oh, Ren, you're not going to do it. Come on, don't do it. I might. Talk I about it on not, the podcast so you don't it do it. Yet. It's stupid. Even if you do do it, what's wrong with talking about it? Because I don't I don't want to spoil it. It's in the video. I don't want to spoil it. Only the truest of tons yeah. listen to this. Yeah, come so, okay, on. Okay, okay, fair. Let the people All know. Right. So at some point in the past, Nico, we're talking about storage spaces, and Nico said, I look forward to the day, I'm paraphrasing, I look forward to the day that I can swallow a terabyte. Yes. Well, guess what? That day is here. You can buy a micro SD card that is a one terabyte size, <laughs> and it's small enough that you can swallow it. So mm. Mm. the question is, is how toxic are they? How toxic? <laughs> yeah. How toxic is it? How sharp is it to damage your internal linings? It's stupid. Okay. okay. First thoughts. <laughs> uh, this thing is made out of plastic and bits of metal and there's a microchip in there isn't there i mean yeah it's, it's a bunch of mm-hmm. now a bunch of sharp plastic, edges one of those some, things some lead, one of those gold, things could silicon. get lodged in your intestine puncture a hole <laughs> in your intestine and you could slowly die from it over the course of days or a week i mean he could go to the doctor yeah yeah i wouldn't, I wouldn't get to that point but that's, that's called a penny it once that didn't hurt me it's a round thing, though. It's These round. are it's not edges. nearly it's not gonna as likely edges. to puncture your intestine. Yeah. Mm. I, you could go get surgery. Fair enough. But you could be a bad puncture, surgery. and you could die on the way to the hospital. Or it could just pass through without any issue or at all. Or that. But why risk it? <laughs> for, the for, views. for the views. For the views. <laughs> Dude. That's like headline. That's like CBS News influencer dies... From eating <laughs> microprocessing chip for DeViews. For to DeViews. be clear, I haven't actually decided if this is something I actually want to do. It was just a thought that I had today when I was researching this stuff. I was like, that would make for a funny bit. But then I, I that's before I actually consider the ramifications of that sort of thing. It's all part of the creative process. Okay. My point here Got is it. you can fake it so easily. Why would you do it? Just, just for the I don't the like lying. And if anyone asks it's me, if, did you really do that? I don't want to have to say, yes, I did. I'm mm. ashamed for lying. Mm. Well, then you don't lie. And I'll just say, no, nah, I was all fake. It was for the views. <laughs> it was for the views. Here, here, here. Here. I got an idea. Yes. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get a hog, okay? We'll feed hog. it to the hog. And if the hog dies, we'll eat the hog. We'll eat the hog, yeah. So, right? Yeah, we're still... That's, uh, it's, so not, it's not a waste. We're not being wasteful. And then with we'll the test it because apparently pigs, like, they're similar to humans with their intestinal uh-huh. and all that other stuff. So we'll test it on the hog. Yeah. Sounds the hog, to then me. the wren. <laughs> it sounds like a well informed scientific. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into this. I'm gonna like research this. Like, what, how bad could it be to swallow a micro SD card? Mm. If anyone out there, like, you actually know that, knows information on this, leave a comment down below. You know below. about the old I'm lady curious. that swallowed a fly, right? I don't know why a fly yeah, sounds like the beginning of a child. I guess I'll die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. She died. Fly <laughs> death? She didn't die from the fly. That's how the story ends. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, jump to the end. She died. She died of natural causes. Died of natural but she causes. Swallow a fly. <laughs> but she swallowed a fly days before she died. So everyone led to the conclusion that she died from the there fly. There once was a child who lived in a broom cupboard, and then Dumbledore was killed by Snape. <laughs> What are we talking about? What does that have to today, do with guys? the fly? <laughs> Going to the end of the story. I like the story structure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, a, lot of, a young man named Luke Skywalker was growing up on Tatooine when the Death Star exploded. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about one wheeling really briefly. Yeah. Cool, let's do it. Nico and I, along with some few others, I went on a one wheel ride last night. It was safe. We all are distancing, we all had masks. 
And I will and die on the hill saying that one wheeling is one of the safest COVID activities you can do. Yeah, it's the cough circled beforehand. Mm, where we all get really yeah, close yeah. and cough yeah. each other's <laughs> That's it's a ritual we've had for a while. It's a pre-COVID thing. We haven't wanted yeah. to give it up yet. You don't the even one need, is safe. Well, you then, don't even like, need to justify that that's safe. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying it's just. <sighs> I know. You get the coughs out and but then like, you don't cough again. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Sure. people without context seeing us all here sitting on the same couch, you we're know, all, without or, masks on. It's all, like first we're all, all in, tested all the time. Yes. We get and tested we're all in the same bubble for the most part. Like this is like. I don't have any friends outside of quarter, really. <laughs> We're like a family. That's not true. <laughs> At least friends that I hang out with, because the only time I hang out with friends are when I'm one-wheeling. Yeah. And the only people I one-wheel with are you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're on this ride last night, and it was a really fun ride. Uh, Jake was supposed to come out. That was the whole reason why this ride was created last night, was so that you could join us. And you said... You, you actually didn't say, uh, but you were going to say going why to say, you didn't show I, so up. So listen, so here's my philosophy on this. Um, my wife said that I might be a workaholic. Now, I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not. I just, I've got three kids at home, okay? I work from home now most of the time when I'm not here. When I'm here, it's like my one opportunity to like have uninterrupted think and work time. And so I just feel like I didn't want to waste that on a Monday night and then like feel like I, I didn't get enough done while I was here and utilize the work the work effectively. And then, <laughs> I thought this was going to go a different direction. You're like, wow, I'm away from my kids for a whole week. No, I can just I sit here and just like, relax and not have any responsibilities. Being way too responsible. I, I, I don't know. But if you want to go on Friday, I'm I, down. I do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm down to go on Friday because okay. Friday night's my, my uh, okay, I, uh, you're good. I give myself that time off. When the fire's lit, sometimes you just got to let it burn. You know, that's just, that's true, man. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I'm feeling good right now. I feel like there's a lot that I need to do. And so I just figured I'll just hop and get it, man. You know, just get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So another reason why I brought that up is because my friend Brendan, Floaty McFly, who won Race for the Rail this year in Floaty 2020. McFly, is that really his name or is that a nickname? No, his name is Brendan Schreier. Yeah, but his, his tag his, name His is... name is Floaty. His nickname is Floaty. Floaty, Floaty McFly. McFly. I mean, yeah. he deserves it. He, yeah. he yeah. won Race for the Rail. Yeah, like, yeah. He gets to call um, himself whatever he wants, I guess. He tagged me on Instagram today on that trail overlooking the soccer fields, and he's like, there are a bunch of one-wheel tracks here. <laughs> and he's like, there are a lot of one-wheel tracks here. Brent, was that you? Was that you? And I'm like, no, I could probably not. And I realized who's in that spot. I was like, it was us. It was me. <laughs> it's nice that our group has enough notoriety for something like that. Also, such a fine selection of trails that others would acknowledge. <laughs> I love the fact that I love that about one-wheeling, though. I love that about the one wheel community right now is it's like small enough where if you're doing it, you know, in any sort of like professional manner or, or even just like avidly, you'll yeah. like immediately find out who has one by you and you'll notice tracks on the ground and it's like this hidden the tracks like on the ground sub- is the fun part. That's, yeah. I remember yeah. another time we went one wheeling Griffith. in Griffith. Yeah. And we're going along. We, we identified two distinct one wheel tracks, not three, not one, two. Mm. <laughs> Cause one was treaded and one was not. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And at points we're like, wait, is this another, is this another set of tracks? It was like, dude, no, they just, <gasps> you know what we should do? We should custom fab you a wheel to like exactly whatever specs you want. And then when we when we actually mold it, we should have the cast have your initials in it, <laughs> so that when people see it on the dirt, like it's it has WW in it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So like an actual like tire tread made of W's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or like within the top of the stamp, you know, like within the top of the rubber pads, like there's like there's like the letter or the actual tread is W's. Either one. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like your calling card. A signature hey, calling card. Any tire card makers track. out there wanting to make one wheel tires? Hey, Burris, hit us up. Let's make a custom corridor tire. Yeah. Hey, Burris, I'm impressed yeah. if you're a Truton <laughs> listening to our podcast. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. get away with crimes, though. That would make that yeah. a lot harder if you're yeah. one wheeling away from crimes. For that, you need a revolver. Yeah. You yeah, take, yeah. The, take the shells with you. Yeah. And the wheel. You got to drag the wheel around with it, too. <laughs> and a wheel. <laughs> your shells and your wheel. <laughs> I have been wanting to make a deal. DIY one wheel though. I'm about at the point really? where I'm like, I might be ready. You can do it. You think there, so? Uh, there was a kit that came out recently, which is basically just sourcing all the open source parts together into a kit. Yeah. Uh, Nico, you said that they got like cease and desist. Yes. Because they were uh, selling the kit. Right. Mm. And some people got upset, but just want to remind people, 
they were selling the kit and patents exist for a reason yeah. to protect the people who put the R&D into inventing it in the first yeah, place. Yeah, so Future Motion has all those patents. That's why no one else sells a one wheel because they've got that on lockdown. However, that doesn't prevent you from building your own one wheel. And there are, there are enough parts out there. There's still such early days that it's like not quite there for something that I would actually want to use. But maybe sometime next year, some of like the the Fock box might be like good enough. That's uh, that's what? Uh, yes. Fock. Do we need to bleep that? <laughs> what uh, it's like, it's a like it's Dustin an, Hoffman a and Barbara Streisand Fokker. <laughs> actually, it's called a Fokker. Yeah, is it? Wow. It is wow. like the German aircraft, F O C E R. Oh, anyway, it's electronic speed controller for controlling a one wheel, and it's mm. it, they're getting better, but like the batteries aren't high enough voltage yet uh, to work with the controller, and yeah. Anyway, Do, is it easy to like so the the motor in a one wheel is a one thousand watt motor? Is it a thousand or is it seven fifty? I think the V one is seven fifty, and this one is a thousand. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So the the kit was a twelve fifty motor. 1250 watt. Like, how how up there is that motor sizes? Like, is that like, oh, man, you're pushing it. There's, like, maybe a little bit more. It's like, pff, we're at, like, 5,000 now. Like, where where are we in that scale? <sighs> it, it's it's hard <clears throat> to say because you can have a really high watt motor that's smaller. And it, there's a lot of different factors that go into, like, motor sizes, motor power, motor torque, motor top speed RPM. And I don't know enough about that to really talk about it confidently. How fast can these things go, really? <laughs> I mean... I, uh, a one wheel, if you're just to set it on like, uh, like between two chairs and put like a weight on the sensor to activate it and just let it go, it'll go at top speed and that's 32 miles an hour. Hmm. Cause it'll say in the app, it's going 32 miles an hour. <laughs> but that's a, like your balance has to be pin perfect yeah. on the tire. Yeah. And, and like no resistance. So like the moment you put weight on there, that instantly changes the, the right. dynamic. So that just means the top speed of that wheel spinning as fast as it could possibly go is 32 miles an hour. Yeah. What's the fastest you've gone when you've wiped out? When I've wiped out? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the fastest <laughs> I've gone, period, is like just shy of 25 miles an hour. Let me rephrase that question. Across your whole life, <laughs> what's the quickest deceleration you've experienced? Oh, God. It <laughs> <laughs> goes for all, all of you. Oh, God. Car crashes included? Mm-hmm. Well, I got in a car wreck once. Yeah, it would be a car wreck, probably, right? Yeah. That's... It was a pileup on I-10, between Santa Monica and like the downtown. The one that broke your boosted board. Yes. Oh. Yes. That's right. Okay. Great. This is great story time right now. So, <laughs> I was uh, I was visiting a friend who was in town, uh, and we we're driving home after visiting, and something happened. It was a seven car pileup on the freeway. The car in front just stopped for whatever reason, so we all like braked really hard. I managed to stop in time, getting into like that little tiny because it wasn't quite a shoulder, but it was like a tiny shoulder uh, between the car in front of me and the median on i-10 like this big like six lane freeway yeah. but then the giant suv behind me slammed into me uh causing me to get slammed into the car in front of me between them i was jammed in and i broke my window with my forehead uh, like really? slam and broke the window and mm. i had a gash across my head which incidentally like the next day or the day after that we filmed that microsoft surface commercial yeah do you remember that <laughs> yeah because you yeah. guys were out filming, I think the battlefield, com- uh, battlefield, not commercial, uh, rush, rush, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was basically just you and I holding down the fort. We did like that cat v dog kung fu yeah. video, yeah. And like Microsoft came by and we did like that commercial and we were doing talking heads that. next door. Yeah. And I had this gash in my they head. Tried to if you put dig up that commercial, it. you can see this cut. Yeah, they tried oh, to put man. makeup on it, but you could still see it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I had my boosted board in my trunk at the time, and the car slamming into the the trunk crushed the boosted board Hmm. and of course that was you know heartbreaking because it snapped the end of the boosted board yeah and this is like this is like hip yeah 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 just like uh, right underneath the 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 motors hardware yeah like all of that right there just completely snapped off and it was like dangling there yeah oh man um but before i threw it away i didn't throw it away i actually returned it to boosted and they were very kind and gave me a new one Um, oh wow kudos boosted Yes, they were very Take cool. notes, one wheel. <laughs> you bastard. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we used it in Darth Santa. So in Darth Santa, Darth Vader opens up this brand new present, and it's a boosted board. Mm. And he lifts it up, and he crushes it, and the end breaks off. Oh, that's yeah. right. And that was the actual broken boosted board from my car accident. Yeah. And we just swapped it in with a, a working one. Yeah. Uh, so Looks we great. started off with the working one, and then it cuts to the snapped one as it and it was literally just me holding it up in the air and rotoing myself out. Yeah. But yeah. So that was like an honest, legitimately broken boosted board, not visual effects. Well, hmm. well. 
because remember I how, got rounded. <laughs> remember how it was it like Warner claimed the ads? Um, oh my god, right. because it goes it. and they got it. Dun 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 dun. I love that what? intro. That's yeah. going on on VFX Artists React on like four episodes. Oh yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, what is? Uh, companies claiming uh, the episodes. Oh. Because there there is the cinema soundtrack mm. in the background of some of the clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one of the Lord of the Rings one where Dang. it's okay. that shot where it goes down into Mordor yeah. and through the mines okay. and then yeah it, yeah yeah and there's like the background music and the mm. the no motion blurred orcs yeah so <laughs> um they're doing that still and uh, the thing is. So here's the problem with that is when you submit a fair use claim and then all they have to do is say, no, it doesn't fit fair use. We don't think it fits fair use. Then the next step is to, uh, to, to, to re to like restate your claim, but at that risk of, if you lose taking a strike against your channel, um, and it's just like, it's a lot of risk. Yeah, it's it's now all of a sudden it becomes like a legally risky scenario. And I understand YouTube's part of it, but like when we're talking about what is effectively <laughs> background music, even though it's from the cinema soundtrack, background music that's being used in the back of a clip while you guys are talking over it to examine the clip for the purpose of boosting that form of media mm-hmm. To the general audience and reinvigorating people to want transformative. Like, yeah, it's trans. Well, it's transformative because we're adding information to it and we're using it in that context. But then also, we're not taking away from the audience for it. We're we're in fact encouraging the audience for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So people want to go and see it now because they remember how cool it was. They don't want to. They want to say, "Oh, I saw that on corridor." So now I don't need to see it over here. Or right. because Have Corridor did this. No, I saw the React video. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or because I saw it on Corridor, now I don't need to see it. Or I I, I hate it now. Mm. Like it's yeah. all what, of those. We're, we're, we're lifting up the property. Mm-hmm. It's clearly fair use. It's like right. so clearly yeah. fair use. And then they can just, they can literally just say, no, it's not. And then now all of a sudden it has to, like you have to now put your channel at risk. In order to stand your ground and fight. Yeah. And it's just it's just so unnecessary. And they they just do it because they can. Is yeah. it the film studios doing that or like the music, the music labels? Yeah, it's always the music holder. Right. It's okay. Always we get, I get this question all the time. Visit quarterdigital.com to subscribe to our own website where that's not an issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah. I lost my train of thought. The, so the, music. It's, it's music. always the music. It's yeah. the reason why we do not react to music videos. Yeah. Even though there's lots of really cool music videos out there with cool effects and whatnot. We I get requests all the time. I, you yeah. do two probably incredible like, music videos out yeah, there. Yeah, it's like, oh, you should react to like this music video or you should react to music videos in general. And it's like I feel like I've answered this question a dozen times. Yeah. Uh that's like we just can't because we did that Michael Jackson video that one time and like mm-hmm. that video yep. was hard hardcore. Yeah, hard no. Yeah. That's that's not monetized for us, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, it's straight up being monetized by them, I thought. It is. Like, that, it's, it's the being monetized, video, but the, we're not seeing the, the entire catch. video, by the way. Yes. Like, right. that's the other thing about it. It's just, the, like, okay, we use five seconds of the background track, which is not, if isolated and people heard that five seconds, the other question you have to ask yourself is, is that immediately identifiable with the property which I'm associating it with? Now, the Star Trek one, or the Star Wars one, a little bit more, because it's the it's the beginning of that, and it's done, to, and it's right at the beginning of the piece. There's more of an argument there, but for the Lord of the Rings one, like it's 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 random strings. It's not like the Lord of the Rings theme. <laughs> yeah, it's not the da 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 exactly. It's not it's and not any of that, and yet that's that's what it needs to be in order for you to not have fair use and all these other things. And there's none of them, and it's just and then they monetize the entire video. So now all the money, whether that's other clips in the video, whether there's other music in the video, whether there's other things in it, all of it now. I just, I just, you know, they say fair is a four-letter word in the law, but I don't think it's fair. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> what is the legal term for when you are like you're altering a property, but it's like in a negative way? Is that defamation or is that something? Uh, no, I mean, it depends on the manner in which you negate it. Negate it. Yeah. Uh, defamation is a specific type type of that. Okay. 
um, that's like where you uh, knowingly make misrepresentations to intentionally devalue something. It's the vast majority of drama videos on YouTube. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Drama alert. Yeah. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other forms of that. Like, um, so it just okay. depends. Mm. It's like stealing something. Like stealing is not a real legal word. Yeah. Like you right. stole that. Stealing is like a slang word. It's sure. like, well, what kind of steal? Is it larceny? Is it robbery? Is it murder? Bur burglary? Did you steal their life? Their life. Yeah. <laughs> Is it embezzlement? Is it like all of those things are different forms of stealing? Okay. Mm. Wow. So if a lawyer says that they're going to get charged with stealing, you immediately know they're not not really. <laughs> yeah. Not. If a lawyer <laughs> says I'm going to charge you with stealing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, buddy. That's that backdoor lawyer. I'm going to go to your law school and charge them with stealing a stealing from you to get your law degree. What's, what's the crime you charge somebody with if they stole your heart? Uh, <laughs> dude. Uh, I'm going to shackle you with a ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Probably something in Latin. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. uh, Respondiat Superior or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds official. <laughs> Sounds legit. I hope you're sitting at home today enjoying the holiday season. And as part of the holiday season, I'm going to tell you about today's sponsor, Storyblocks. Now, Storyblocks got together with Santa Claus. He decided that one day he was going to do something nice for the elves. And the elves actually have an AV department up there at the North Pole. And they said, Santa, we make a lot of toys. We're making all these videos, but they're not quite complete. We're missing a little bit of something. They said, Santa, will you please get us a Storyblocks subscription for Christmas this year? And he said, well, what is Storyblocks? have to offer that uh, my magic and my reindeer can't offer you. And they were like, well, Santa, Storyblocks is the one-stop shop for all your video asset needs. It's the complete solution, whether you're an individual like me, Mr. Elf over here, or a business, you know, the North Pole, the enterprise that is the North Pole. It's perfect for all of those different types of people because with an unlimited all-access plan, you can download as much stock footage, B-roll, motion graphics, After Effects templates, audio assets, whatever you need from the site as many times as you need everything you download from Storyblocks you can use royalty free for commercial or personal use so he went and he consulted with Mrs. Claus and he consulted with Rudolph and well they came back and they said guys Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast and we're gonna get you a subscription. That was like, wait, really? You're really gonna do that? And he's like, yes, we're gonna go to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast to get started. That's what they did. I know, I, I know. I, I, can't, I couldn't believe it myself, but you know, Santa's real. Okay, till next time. Enjoy your holiday. So anyway, I don't know how we got on that, but we were talking about the 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 craziest moment in your life when you've gone from the fastest speed to the slowest oh, yeah. speed mm -hmm. in the shortest amount of time. Um, so actually, Ren, yours is the other way. He went from the fastest to slowest speed to fast. He got accelerated, not decelerated. Yeah, I So you didn't answer my question. Dang, you're right. <laughs> Wait, got to start this podcast. You've been over. accelerated faster than you've been decelerated? Uh, well, he was hit because he was stopped. He didn't get decelerated. He got accelerated. Oh, well, how mm. fast did you... Well, you hit your head and it broke the glass. I mean, that would have had to have been some significant deceleration. Yeah. That's true. yeah. That, that right there. <laughs> it's a brief moment after I accelerated quickly. <laughs> how fast is terminal velocity for a human? It, it depends. It's about 120 miles an hour. Okay. So for me, it's probably skydiving then. No, your quickest deceleration. Deceleration. Oh, I oh, hope, from I hope, yeah, from oh. the parachute, right? Is that, a hard, is that a hard yank? When you kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You decelerate yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you, not. It's it would be gradual, too, it would, but it's a it's a it, you feel it, it. Would, it would slow you down very quickly. Yeah, if, if you're talking about going from over 100, yeah, you know, to yeah, I guess. What about like those something. lift those those fall things at like fairgrounds? You oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like yeah, theme parks like too. You know, uh -huh. those drop yeah things. You're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> those <whoa. laughs> yeah. yeah, those happen pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Speaking of acceleration, uh, Chuck Yeager passed away. I today, saw I that. Yeah. Oh, is he Sad the, face. the He was the pilot? first guy to break the sound barrier. That's right. Yeah. Well, wow. Mr. Chuck Yeager. Yeah, I played Chuck Yeager's Air Combat a whole bunch on my Macintosh performer really? back when I was like eight years old. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, because back then they didn't quite know how to, like, deal with, like, licensing software and shareware and all that kind of stuff. So, like, you know, you had, like, the ones where it's, like, there'd be, like, Civilization back then, like, I think it was, like, one or two. Like, you'd have the manual and be like, flip to page 40 and tell us what's in the bottom, like, and write the word in the bottom left corner. And so you have to have the manual, oh, and you type it in, 
to the game and it'll unlock the right, game for you. Right. Oh, gotcha. So right, that's the right, way, like, right. making sure you owned it. You didn't just, like, yeah. copy a floppy disk. Uh-huh. And so if Chuck Yeager's Air Combat, it asks you trivia about airplanes that were answered in the manual, such as, like, <laughs> what's what's the height from cockpit to ground um, of, like, you know, this airplane? And you're like, uh... <laughs> I didn't have the manual. You I didn't know the game. look it up back then. I would guess. I actually guessed one of them correctly at one point. Really? And then wrote that down. Because I cycled through them. So, like, every, like, tenth, like... Question yeah. or so. It would allow I'd you like, to just keep trying. I could unlock the game and like play the game. It's like a DMV license test. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I miss that that era of software security. Mm. Can you imagine like Photoshop or Premiere like, <laughs> being like, what's the uh, what's man. the U- European frame rate? Man, we used uh, to hack our way through some yeah. some code sometimes. Like I remember when we when we first started working down here, like in the party bucket. Yeah. And there would be all these software programs <laughs> in the party bucket folder, and maybe it wasn't. Party bucket, yeah. yeah it's it was, like where we yeah. put all our, our stuff. Yeah, all the hacked stuff. <laughs> all the hacked and stuff. I remember, like, one time I was trying to set up Premiere or something or some other program on, on a laptop, and it was just jank. It was the jankiest, like, situation. And and you and Sam were both busy, and I was like, guys, how do I set up this hacked software? <laughs> and I was like, and I, eventually I figured it out. But literally, it took me, like, four hours <laughs> to, like, figure out how to unhack and unpack and, like, open crack. this crack yeah. yeah this software program can I feel you imagine like... if i spent four hours one day just trying to open premiere yeah. oh my god i feel like we've all been there most artists that we never talk about it but we've all been there at some point getting started when you can't afford yeah. pro software but you gotta learn it right. when you can't get the educational That's, license or whatever that, yeah. yeah you gotta, crack you, it. You gotta like you know what Seriously. else are you to do? Results I mean, there's an acceptable. Listen, e- even if even in like general society, there's like an accept. I, I don't want people to take this the wrong way because to use a legal term, stealing is not okay. <laughs> but but like there's an almost an acceptable level of like no harm stealing that's inherent in any like economic enterprise or like any enterprise. Like in order for you to to do it and to understand the fundamentals of it if you don't have some like wise teacher who has all the tools and you apprenticed under them you know and they already own it all and yeah but if you're like kids just like figuring it out and doing it for yourself it's like how else do you learn yeah you you have to do that do it that way no one's got the 150 bucks to do it you're you know like you're 10 you just don't yeah yeah and so you know i I mean, I learned a ton of about computers from cracking software. Right. You know, it was such like a, like, okay, this is how things need to be installed. This is how directories work. This is how, like, files are written. Yeah. And, like, once you get into, like, the more obscure stuff, because there's a bunch of software, too, that, like, you know, back then, at least, like, if you wanted to install some of the stuff, you had to, <clears throat> like, it wasn't just a double-click and install kind of thing. A lot of the software was, like, really janky. Just, even if it did, if you did buy it, it was still super janky. Yeah. But I feel like I learned so much about, like, how to set up a clean environment on your computer and be standardized with it. And eliminate all those other variables and just boil it down to one single thing, one step at a time to work your way through it and solve the problem. Right. And there were so many different ways you could install stuff, especially back in the day, like with with like what type of operating system you had, what sort of like add ons they would try to give you and like all all this other nonsense that you didn't need Mm -hmm. that. Yeah didn't really get you the core fundamental function that you were looking for. And sometimes you could part, you could parcel out what types, what, (laughs) what parts of the software you wanted to download. Like, no, I don't need that one. I just need this, the thing that does this. Um, yeah. 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 That kind of problem solving and troubleshooting is still useful now. Oh yeah. I mean, we have all kinds of problems with Adobe products, man. And all that stuff requires that like like, all systematic. Yeah. yeah, Kind of troubleshooting. Matt, you jumped to DaVinci Resolve this year. Yeah. Basically for the first time. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And I know you, you heard me, you know, with my gripes about it <laughs> up front. I mean, everything's a, got, everything's got some jank. Yeah, of course it does. Of course. But like now the more I'm using it, um, especially for more narrative stuff, it seems like that's just like the workflow, especially with like multiple people, um, on a server yeah. with it, it's just like miles better, uh, for, for what we need. Um, yeah, the workflow thing is huge. Yeah. And even now, like, there's some premiere stuff that's happening uh, for VFX Artists React that's, like, to the point where, like, I'm saying, too, like, guys, we should probably probably get to DaVinci, man. <laughs> like, this stuff is not going to happen in DaVinci. So, yeah. you know, like, even even on that workflow, I think it would be nice to try to get there at some point. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, it's definitely, like, 
Yeah, there's benefits to like both. It, it, especially right now, uh, you kind of need to know what you what you want your end product to be and what your workflow is going to be. Yeah, and like course. what your file types are and all that stuff, because that's all super important in that. Yeah, yeah. I feel we're in a little bit of a tricky spot in like talking about this stuff because like we have a really good relationship with Adobe, and you know we've spoken for them at NAB and yeah, you know, all this kind of stuff, but. Like, I have been very frustrated with the software over the past year or two, mainly, like, partially in terms of the stability, but, you know, in a way you get used to that a little bit. Sure. <laughs> but almost more so in the lack of, like, modern features. Like, they are innovating, they're doing some things, but there's also, like, a lot of stuff, where, like, if you step back and look at the industry uh-huh. and, like, the way certain things are going, and they haven't, like, Adobe hasn't quite jumped into some of those things that you would want them to be on top of because you're paying a subscription for it. You know, it's like... I mean, the clearest example is the the Black Magic uh, Pocket Camera, yeah. Black Magic Raw support. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here's one of the most popular indie cameras that's out there, and they didn't implement support for the Raw format. And you know, I'm sure it's because they don't want to somehow help. Black their... Magic had to come out with a patch, yeah, that you had to download and then put on Premiere. I mean, it only works for Premiere; it doesn't work for After Effects. And right. Some third party had to make a codec for After Effects, and it's like. Why am I paying the subscription so you like so you guys can like use me as your pawn and your fight with this other company? It's like no, yeah. Support the format. Like you're an editing program, you support formats. Like mm-hmm. I don't care that they also make an editing program. Deal with it right. and and service your customers. Yeah, and just make a better product then. Yeah, yeah. And the, I think it kind of speaks. The moment you start doing that as a company, I think it speaks to the fact that you are losing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you got some great features, but like you need to turn something around somewhere inside your company. If you are that afraid of your competition that you are withholding features from your customers and doing so, yeah. Maybe there's more at play, but I gotta I gotta think that if some dude's busting out like a plugin for After Effects and Premiere like one month down the line on <laughs> aetoots.com or whatever it is, <laughs> like aetoots.com, <laughs> and then you know Blackmagic does it themselves a year later. I gotta think that somebody in Adobe is going like, no. I won't do it. <laughs> so, you know, that really, that really soured me, you know, to like how kind of they've been handling things. And then just looking at, you know, Flame. Flame is like a, one of the oldest compositing, pro- if not the oldest compositing program. Um, it's like one of the first digital effects uh, yeah. softwares out there. And they just came out with uh, some plugins recently in the newest update that have some AI generated tools, such as a AI generated Z-Depth um, solution and they had generated uh automatic like human cutout yeah and a couple other things mm-hmm. and the fact that adobe was about nine months later after that to bring rotor brush 2 out tells me that adobe's yeah. being really not on top of some of these cutting edge things and rotor brush 2 is great don't get me wrong but there are so many other features that they could be working on and adding into the program based on just what i'm seeing out there and they got stuff like, you know, like the smile tool, which adds a smile in Photoshop using neural networks. And it's I want like, a better camera tracker. What's that? I want a better camera yeah, tracker. I want an actual yeah. 3D interface yeah. in After Effects that's not 20 years old. Yeah. Does the yeah. smile <laughs> tool make it look people look super weird? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's a novelty tool. Like, you can maybe use it a little sure. bit in the photo shoot. Can like, turn we the do a video up. with no, that? Everybody smiles. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone doesn't smile. Yeah. We had a bad day-to-day so sure. yeah. yeah. We're like, okay, Ren's parents are coming into town, and we have this really <laughs> special photo that we took of, like, him and Jenna. And, like, it's, like, a really important photo it's like your guys' five year or whatever, and we're gonna give it to your parents to like commemorate the fact, you know, that their son is like a man now, right? <laughs> and you just, really, you just really, really in depth backstory, <laughs> and then, like, and then you, this, you like pick them up from the airport, and it's like you know you just drag it out and drag it out, and then they get to the studio and you like give it to them, and it's like a <laughs> most awkward smile, like, these cheesy photoshops, the dogs are smiling <laughs> with human teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's always so funny when you put human teeth on animals because you're because yeah. you can't see it right away you're like this yeah. looks immediately weird as hell yeah. and terrifying oh, yeah. at times but you're not like immediately like what is wrong and then you wait for them to say something and then eventually we give them the real one which is like the real gift but like you yeah, let yeah. him you let it hang in that moment where your mom is trying to say something nice about it yeah you know <laughs> super uh, serious Huh. <laughs> Y'all are really smiling <laughs> in that. Yeah. Dogs seem really happy. You like too. have it fit into a really expensive frame for like the, the atrium of their <laughs> yeah. house, you know, like the entry yeah. of their house. 
do you remember? Oh my god! Do you remember that one demonstration so they did with uh, um, Jordan Peele? I think it was. Um, it was like three or four years ago, and they took audio, and they showed him like how you can spice audio, but you can also have it analyze your audio and say something that you oh, didn't say to fill in yeah. the gap. Do you remember that demonstration yeah, they did yeah. with him? Um, it was like one of the like Adobe Max conferences or something like that, and it worked really well. And he's like, "Whoa!" And they've never released that. They never yeah. put it into the software, and. I don't think it's because it didn't work because it already worked on stage there and we've seen plenty of demonstrations. Well, there's usually a two to three year uh, period between when they announce something at Adobe Max and it actually gets rolled out as a feature. Yeah, but this was announced pretty far before. This was in 2012. Rush 2, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's not five. It's getting, it's getting out there. struggling with it. They just been silent on it. Yeah. Part of me thinks that they held it though because of the implications of being able to make people say things that they didn't say. I I don't know. I I... I find myself doubting that Silicon Valley doesn't care about <clears throat> ethics. Like, You're right. Yeah, they just pretend <laughs> that they do when it benefits them. Yeah. 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 Okay. I take the back. Yeah. Ramp, rampant speculation. I'm cutting it off. Yeah. Like, if, if they fix. could have released that, I guarantee you they would have. You know, sure. it's like, like, yeah. look at what you could do. Yeah. Look Dude. at all the damage you could do to society. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, that does bring up the conversation that you hear all the time. Like deep fakes, a danger to our democracy. And it's yeah. like, guys, everybody. Visual effects have been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Deepfakes aren't the beginning of it. <laughs> Movies, a danger to our society. I mean, they said the same thing about television. 3D animation, of course, a danger to our society. But yeah. it's like, you still have to be a VFX artist to get a photo real yeah. deepfake. Yeah. You know, it's it's just as much work to get a photo real deepfake as sure. it is to use like any other of the numerous methods out there to fake something. Hey, mom, how you doing? I'm working real hard over here becoming a danger to society. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a lot. It just yeah. seems easier because it is more computer-based. It, yeah. it goes back to the whole reason why visual effects artists don't ever really tend to get that much respect because most people are just like, you just press a button and then the computer does the work for you. And that's obviously not the case. But with deepfakes, it's a little bit more the case. Yeah. Because you are telling a computer, all right, now train. And then you come back at, after a day, it's done 200,000 iterations, and it's like, wow, that looks pretty good. Yeah, good yeah. job, computer. <laughs> it was also like an innate... I'll name you Patsy. <laughs> but, but what Nico was saying is that it requires so much work just to take it from that to actually be composited like into a shot and actually mm. blend well and, and look right. There's so many different like tiny things that a visual effects artist has to do to make it work. Yeah, everything from like the reflection in the eyes to the blend at where the chin meets the neck, you know? Not to mention the whole like acting and everything. I yeah. think one of the things that just like hits people so hard about deepfakes though is that it's a mask. It's a digital mask. It's an amazing digital mask that makes you look like another person. And there's just something about masks that like inherently like hit us and like make us like connect with them. And like, oh man, you can do anything with this mask. Look how real it looks. It's like, yeah, it's you could like have a realistic looking mask, and that's about where it ends. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, because so, unless yeah. you put a lot, a lot of work into making it perfect, it's gonna have that uncanny valley effect. Yeah. Well, because right? you also have like like uh, like facial shape and body shape. Like, there's that sure. one uh, deep fake video with like the round table with all like the famous people, like Robert Downey Jr., like George Lucas, and. You saw that one, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and Tom Cruise was there. The Tom Cruise uh, <laughs> Evan, actor, yeah. Evan, yeah, uh, was in that video. And some of the deepfakes were pretty good. But, like, it didn't matter how good they were because the person just didn't match the body yeah. shape at all. And you're just like, this is weird now because it's like, when did George Lucas lose 180 pounds? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. The guy who did that was actually one of the guys I worked with at the uh, South Park. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is that something you can yeah. talk about now? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, the stuff that's released because so, it's released. Right? Well, yeah. Um, so I think I mentioned on this podcast, maybe not. I never really said it on my Instagram and stuff, but like. I thought this was still a secret. <laughs> not really, no. Um, so there was a, a, a deep fake project that I worked on with the South Park team. Uh, you know, Trey and Matt and those guys. Um, they put together a group of uh, artists, uh, various deep fake artists, and made a new company, that, which is called uh, Deep Voodoo. And basically this company is built with the intent of bringing uh, deep learning-based visualizations to market. So right now, deepfakes were the focus, but there's, you know, there's obviously other things you can do with a computer outside just, writing, you know, generating deepfakes. But, you know, they have a super creative team there, and, you know, what better use of, like, easy caricatures than to put it in the hands of Matt and Trey and Peter Serafinowicz also, um, who was working with them on it. And so I was brought on as well as a couple other artists, and... Like very early on. Yeah, very early on. This is actually right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and worked with them on developing deepfakes and deepfake techniques and 
just actually doing shots and delivering shots for this short, which is actually on YouTube. You can go watch it right now. Sassy Justice. Sassy Justice. <laughs> Fred Sassy of <laughs> Cheyenne, Wyoming, <laughs> investigating the top crimes and the top crazy stories. I've been sent that video so many times to react to on VFX Artists React, and I'm just like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. You can react yeah. to that shit. So they dropped that, uh, and it's on YouTube. You can go watch it. Um and you know it was cool. I was part of that thing. You know, I got I got to work with a bunch of super talented people. And my know. favorite is Cheyenne Dialysis. <laughs> Cheyenne Dialysis, Cheyenne Dialysis. is so funny. Yeah, dude, yeah. The, the dead Mark Zuckerberg guys. But so, <laughs> so funny. Oh would God. you say that's Baby like Kushner? that's probably the height of what we can do with? Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, as of right that's now, that's the best. That's the best. <laughs> so, deep Voodoo is the best deepfake yeah. team. On, I mean, it's yeah. made of the best deepfake artists in the world. It's phenomenal. Yeah, but yeah. that still kind of brings me to my point earlier, where it's like there's still an uncanny oh, yeah. valley effect. Mm -hmm. Like you still know that that's not Trump. Yeah. Like it, even yeah. though it's perfect, it's still like it's still obvious that okay, this is a deep fake. It's a mm -hmm. fantastic deep fake. Yeah, but it's you know this is still a comical well, take on on these. We're fooling ourselves. People. Like you're talking about uh, what a hundred thousand year, well, however long mammals. Evolved. Mammals are humans. No humans. Sorry, fifty to hundred. That was a rough start to that sentence. Let me start <laughs> that. For however long. Human humanoid primates have been able to examine each other's faces and interpret all of these things like what type of emotion you're feeling, your sincerity levels, like all of these things that are just inherent that we're processing all the time. Uh -huh. And to like say, oh, in in like a year and a half of working with this technology, we're gonna like yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, fool everybody. Yeah. I think it's a little bit ambitious. But... I will say I was surprised at how not much of a deal deep fakes were leading up to the election. Like, mm. I don't know. I kind of just expected to see a lot more stuff kind of coming out of like actual malcontent or misuse of yeah. deep fakes yeah, trying but, to like. But what are you going to do with it? Like, I, oh, here's Trump shooting a child. It's like. <laughs> I don't know. I guess my point was it. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I just expected there to be something. And then there wasn't. Yeah. It was like, I mean, other than Sassy Justice, which kind of covered all the bases, but like. <laughs> uh, that was that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I, I was, I guess I kind of just found myself being afraid, like maybe someone will figure out how to like misuse this and they're going to do it to like sway the election somehow. And then like literally nothing came from it. Yeah. So yeah. it just kind of reinforces the point that it's like what we've been saying is like, well, I mean. I mean, people don't even believe things that are true. So, like, how do we yeah. get people to believe There's something that. that's fake? Yeah. yeah, you know, maybe it's there was, tough. and we're just not. That's the thing. We're not in the bubble, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like sure. Maybe it just didn't hit our circle. Yeah, true. and then yeah. the the amount of like fake information that like in the way that it gets developed. I mean, there's some pretty real scandalous stuff that happens, and um, I, I just think there's also like. If you're if, if that's what you're if you're that thief and you're looking in your toolbox and you're like, how do I come up with misinformation for this? You know, it's like all you need to do is like drop one piece of wood into the fire and like and then it just goes that way. And you have so many different tools to do that with. Like, yeah, yeah even just recently with some of the stuff that was going on, I won't get into exactly what it is, but there was some misinformation that was out there and uh and I was kind of tracking it as it was developing, and it was crazy to me. Like, it was so crazy to me to see firsthand, like, how something that we were directly, like, next to, knowing the, knowing the actual facts, how, how, how crazily that got misinterpreted and taken and construed and just, like, flung into, like, a thousand different directions. Well, it happens all the time. Like, we were talking yeah. about right. the, that one bar owner in L.A. that... You know, made yeah. that protest over the, the yeah. food tents next to her. Yeah. And this is on the L.A. subreddit. Um, so he posted that. And all the comments below were, yeah, everybody on a film set gets tested every day. They have COVID officers mm. walking around. They're not oh, I know public. what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah I like, literally have to sit in a glass box, in a plexiglass box, when you're not touching anything on the set. And then when you touch the set, somebody, a PA comes in after you with fucking hand sanitizer and like <laughs> disinfectant spray and like cleans everything you just touched and then you turn around and you go back to your box and you sit there until yeah. you're needed on set again yeah like that's literally how union shoots are being run right now wow. so the LA subreddit you know there's a lot of film people in there like explaining yeah i work on a film set this is like way locked down it's a very different scenario than a bar there's mm -hmm. a reason she shut mm -hmm. down and the the lunch tents for a film set aren't shut down but then it gets posted on another subreddit 
blows up, hits the front page, and it becomes, well, looks like so you got to be connected if you want to keep your restaurant open because she's getting shit on by the big guys. And, like, yeah. the narrative gets completely spun. And it's just, it's it's a, a little bit of a chilling reminder of, like, this is this is the side effect of having decentralized information to some extent, but right. also a bit of a side effect of people's media consumption being tied to, like, you know, like profit being tied to eyeballs. You know, yeah. there's a reason mm-hmm. like Facebook and Reddit and everything else they want. They want that views. They want the outrage. They want the drama. They want the emotion because that just means more people and more engagement, and more discussion. Yeah. And there's a light pass at like, and it needs to be truthful, but we'll let people figure it out on their own. Yeah. yeah, it's completely decentralized, and then it's and then it's and then the reinforcement technique of like, hey, what should we make more of? Isn't based in uh, anything but other than what gets views. It's it's I I I don't understand right now how there's not a a huge push by Congress to to come up with some form of like FCC type regulation here. It's just I I don't know how much longer we can go on without it. To be honest, like. When when broadcast came up and they were like, wait a minute, anyone can get on these airways? Hold on. <laughs> you know, and, and, and they were like, hold, hold, hold the phone. OK, not we can't just be having anybody with a radio antenna putting out signals. OK, and they came up with the FCC to actually come up with rules for what you could say and do on these open airwaves, these open forms of communication. But because now that law doesn't directly apply to this new technology. Now all of a sudden it's like exactly what was they were intending to not have happen right now is happening, which is just like complete decentralization. Anyone can hop on there and say whatever they want. And there's no truth based regulatory responsibility that's happening either from the private companies or from the government right now. And there's outrage from it when it does happen. Like, I mean, you know, Twitter now has this. Yeah. And then they come out and they're like, the government's going to take away your Twitter account. (laughs) Oh, right. Free speech. Yeah. It's like, Mm -hmm. what? No, like guys, maybe just, yeah. Well, that's why, you know, I think I figured it out. That's why we're probably not going to really see deep fakes be a thing because why do something so complicated when simple words are <laughs> yeah. not? Right. You just yeah, have to exactly. Share, baby. That's exactly what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> you can literally just say something and then all of a sudden it's like, woo, there you go. All yeah. you need Goodbye. Some, some words in it's the right there. spot. It spreads. It's so easy confidence. to share. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's ooey. It's, it's yucky. Ooey gooey. So you know yeah. what? Take your time to be a critical thinker. Take your time to do your research. Take your time to see things from multiple points of view. Try to understand everybody. Understand that we are all people and we're working towards the same goals. Just figure out the context with which the other person's approaching it from. And let's make the world a better place, one at a time with our own individual actions, because that's the best you can do. <laughs> Freedom isn't free. It costs heavy fucking fee. Buckle five. <laughs> Um, wow. Uh, so anyway, um, I mean, I gotta get going because I gotta go home and <laughs> eat dinner with my baby. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> guys, this is, yeah, I know about too, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Yeah. I'm still online dating. <laughs> I'm going to make my LA cafe order uh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Be here in about an hour. I haven't had LA cafe in a long time. Oh, Hey, they got the new, okay. If you guys are LA downtown or wherever their other locations are, there's a few in town. They've got that new, new Nashville type seasoning on oh, some really? of their chicken. Oh, it's mm. like a dry. It's like a dry rub, but it's not, and it's like spicy, but it's just spicy enough. Yeah, you talking it's, about LA Cafe? Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about this, by mm. the way. Son, right, LA need... Cafe. LA Cafe is a standby. It's like yeah. before before Postmates. There's only one place. Yeah, that would deliver. Anywhere quickly and easily. Yeah. Wow. Anytime. Alec Cafe. Wow. 24 yep. hours a day. Or 24 Seven hours days a week. Mm-hmm. You want some fried chicken at three in the morning? You got it, son. Yeah. You got oh. it. I mean, wow. Yeah, it's it's the indie film shoot standby. You and shoot the a guy, music video. Oh. It's you and your three friends like out like stealing some shots on the train track. Yeah. It's like LA Cafe. The guy there. that the guy that delivers here, he's delivered here a couple times, and you can tell like he's delivered LA's a very diverse place, by the way. Like and th- 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 
through as a result of this like diversity of like all these people from all these different walks of life, like just meshing into the same spot. Sometimes people become very mechanical when they're working in like a professional <laughs> job. And so he, this guy, you can tell how many people he interacts with and how many times he has to call on the phone and say, hi, I'm from LA cafe. Mm. I'm outside with your order. <laughs> like, and I can imagine if you say that with just the slightest accent or you say that too fast, or you say that like, and the person picks up or they don't answer, you know, like how much phone confusion is probably going on there. And so oh, yeah. when he calls me, he literally sounds like an automat, an automatot or whatever. Auto- automatot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he it. goes, hi, it's, I don't know his name. Hi, it's John from LA Cafe. I'm outside with your order. <laughs> and, and I'm like, is this a recorded like message it's it like sounds it's almost like, like a recorded message like news anchors how they have a specific kind of yeah. like vocalization yeah. because yeah. of that same reason so yeah. it can be you know as accessible as possible right yeah but it's it's like he yeah it's like he's a news anchor local right <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah so anyways if you're in town and you're looking for that that hot chicken at 3 a.m., I don't know why I'm advertising LA Cafe <laughs> yeah. right now. Nico, play us out with a hand pan, please. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, is, is Steve Kush still an anchor here at KTLA? Hey, Steve, are you still an anchor at KTLA? <laughs> Let us know. Let us know in the comments below. Come over and teach us how to talk with a newscaster. Okay. Yeah, right. That, that would, that would be interesting. That's actually kind of interesting. That yeah. would be super interesting. He went to high school with me and Jake, and he's just like, you know, he's another film dude like us. And he ended up becoming a newscaster out here in Los Angeles for KTLA. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, you know, growing up, he's just like us. You're like, hey, guys, what's up? Oh, I'm Steve Kooch. And we're like, out here, he talks like this. Yeah, now he's like, I'm Steve Kooch from KTLA. Back to you, Maria. (laughs) He came by for a shoot one time. We shot with him for something. I forget what. Yeah. I thought he was cool. Division. But he was, yeah, yeah, it's Division. And he definitely had, like, that classic, like, news anchor, uh, not aesthetic, but, like, Vibe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're like, and how he talked is very like enunciated, but not like overly <laughs> so. Yep, it's effortless, yeah, intentional. He also <laughs> he also was doing a live uh, interview or a live report one time on on a location, and some yeah. crazy person like ran up to him, and he. They like ran into him, like directly at him. And in order to defend himself, he knows karate and he like blocked the person and like punched him and then like threw him down out of the way and then turned back to the camera and was like, (laughs) (laughs) kept going. It was the coolest, smoothest thing I've ever seen. He was a a viral video star for like a few days. Yeah. Yeah. All right, play us out. I'm just thinking about Steve. All right, Steve. Steve Kush. I didn't really know you that well in high school, though I think we were acquainted. I hope I wasn't mean, I was kind of mean to people back then. <laughs> but either way, I'm glad that you're a news anchor, I hope you're doing well. And I hope that you're reporting on alligators right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that newscast. All right. Thanks for watching. <laughs>